Engaging Leader, episode 189, The Do's and Don'ts of Emotional Transparency That Cultivates Accountability, featuring Jonathan Raymond. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at workforcecommunication.com. Hey, Engagers, stay tuned for information at the end of this interview with Jonathan about how you can get a free copy of his book, Good Authority, How to Become the Leader Your Team is Waiting For. inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. A couple days ago, the CEO of a small business complained to me that one of his managers had been displaying some of the classic signs of a lack of accountability. He had been brushing off the severity of a mistake, letting tensions build with his own direct reports instead of asking for advice on how to handle it, and reverse delegating, or what the CEO called throwing turds in my lap for me to clean up. So I asked him, does it seem like this guy doesn't own the situation? Like he doesn't care as much as you do? And the CEO replied, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. How can I get him to change? Well, if you can relate to that CEO's frustration, then I know you'll benefit from this conversation with Jonathan Raymond. This is part two of a four-part series of interviews with Jonathan about how to practice emotional transparency to cultivate accountability within your team. Don't miss episodes 188 through 191. Now, last time we talked about why emotional transparency is the secret to accountability. This time we'll discuss the do's and don'ts of emotional transparency within the context of the workplace, as opposed to like in your personal life. And then next time we'll talk about the four steps of emotional transparency that cultivates accountability. Jonathan Raymond, welcome back to Engaging Leader. Hey, Jesse. Good to be back. Jonathan, you and I spoke last time about how emotional transparency is the secret to accountability. Can you (laughs) kick us off with what's your definition of what emotional transparency is? Yeah, so uh, emotional transparency, and it, and, it's, and it goes really beyond the workplace. We can talk about maybe a little bit about how it applies to relationships and families, but it's the ability to get beneath the surface of a conversation to what's really going on between people. And obviously enough, in most companies, that doesn't happen. In most organizations, we sort of, we talk around what we're really thinking and feeling. And it's not, and I think the important distinction, which we'll get into, is it's not sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. It's not talking about, you know, how your mother didn't love you like that might be true but that's not what emotional transparency is about it's it's about getting a notch below the surface of kind of those those superficial conversations that we're not really talking about the thing that that is what's going on in this conversation or in this room and that's what emotional transparency is about that's that's what it is you said something last time that has really stuck with me and i've actually shared this with other people but the idea that if you uh, if you're emotionally transparent, then the other person doesn't have to guess what's going on in your head. Yeah. And if you aren't, they really are guessing. They're wasting time guessing, and they're probably getting it wrong. Yes, and, and this is the thing. One of the things we work with leaders and managers all the time is we say, look, you have two choices. You can either tell a story to people about what they should think, ideally a true story, or they're going to make up one on their own. And the one that they're going to make up on their own is not going to be the one that you want. And that's, you know, any, all you have to do is think about, you know, any workplace relationship. This is how we operate as human beings. 
especially when there's a, a power gradient, right, or an authority gradient in the organization where we're wondering, we're guessing, what is this person, they seem frustrated, they seem upset, they seem angry, or, or everything seems really good, but we don't actually know, right? And so we're, we're guessing, we're theorizing, and we're really good at this. It's an amazing skill that we have as human beings to make up stories about what other people are thinking, why they're behaving in a certain way, why they treated us this way or that way, whether it was good, bad, or in the, in the middle, but it's based on a very incomplete set of data. Uh, and, and, and so that's really what, what's missing is that transparency around, well, what's beneath, what's beneath the surface? And you're right, it does affect every significant relationship. I mean, it obviously affects workplace relationship, but especially where there's any kind of power dynamic, whether that's a, a boss, an employee, a parent, and a child, even spouses, because at any given time, there's some you know power dynamics that may be going on underneath the surface. And I like the way you've said it. It's if you can be transparent yourself and be curious about the other person, that's incredibly generous. So it's a generous form of communication. Yeah, and, you know, give you an example from, you know, just from my life really recently, you know, we have two kids, uh, two daughters, and one of our, our youngest daughter was was sick, and she had a high fever. And uh, my wife is incredibly knowledgeable about kind of all things health and wellness, and she has her kind of way of, you know, working with kids, and I, and I know enough to be dangerous, but, uh, you know, I really defer to her a lot on, on those types of things, on what's the, what are the best remedies, and how do we, you know, how do we care for our kids? She's, she just knows more than I do. Uh, and I came home and, you know, we were kind of, our little one was sick, you know, not a horrible thing, but I sensed that she was, for whatever reason in that moment, she looked really worried to me. And, and so I did what typically guys do is like, I jump in, let's fix it. Let's solve it. Right? <laughs> let's, let's, let's do an intervention. And then we got into a kind of an argument with one another and we, we got into it and I, and I, and I was not being transparent in that moment. I was, it wasn't like a knockdown drag out fight or anything, but it was just tense between us. And it took me a few moments to come back and say, Hey sweetie, you know what I realized? Um, when I walked in, I, I, I look, I saw this look on your face and you seemed more worried. And that was what actually sparked me into like wanting to take action. But actually when I said that, she's like, oh no, I wasn't actually more worried. It's just, you had just walked in and I just wanted to let you know what was going on with, with Ella. And so it was that moment to come back and we'll talk about the checklist a little bit later to realize that I, had, I wasn't being emotionally transparent. I was going into kind of action mode. But when I did, when I took the moment to say like, what am I actually thinking and feeling right now? Like, oh, I was thinking that she was more worried. I made up a story to what we were talking about before that she was more worried and that there was cause for action. I was wrong, uh, but I had taken a bunch of steps as a result of that lack of transparency. Hmm. So you sort of had to reflect a little bit, a quick reflection about what you were thinking and feeling and identify it. And then you kind of were able to articulate that in a safe way, humble, safe, generous sort of way. Yeah. And there's always a, you know, it's, it's, the, the most challenging thing for people, especially when someone's in a position of power, like in the workplace, you know, my wife and I are peers, we're equals, but in the workplace, I am a boss, right? I have employees who work for me, contractors who work for us, and you have to be really sensitive to that moment, the ability to be transparent with someone and to apologize and to say, hey, I mean, you got to be able to do it with your wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend, or got to be able to do it there too. Not easy uh, when you when you missed something or you know you went over something, but you really got to be able to do it in the workplace to say, oh, you know what? I, I made up a story about what was going on there. I was wrong. That's not what was happening. Can we start this conversation over? Uh, that's emotional transparency. 
And that's what people would want from their manager. That's when people say, oh, I want my my company, I wish we were more transparent. It's not, it's not that they want to see every line item on the balance sheet. That's not the transparency they're really looking for. What they're looking for is a more human form of transparency. What's going on for people? What are they thinking? What are they frustrated about? What are they worried about? Because what they don't want, what happens when we're not emotionally transparent is we act it out. And then we take out, we use that power dynamic in weird and wonky ways. Yeah, speaking of, uh, can we do this conversation over? I was thinking back when I mentioned about in marriages and the spouses, and uh, it seemed like a weird thing to say. Well, you know, it's, it's helpful when there's these power dynamics going on. And uh, I think what I meant to say is that transparency helps keep the relationship on equal footing, where when you both feel comfortable and safe about what's going on inside each other, it does keep it on equal footing, which is where it should be. Absolutely. Now, you've also mentioned that with emotional transparency, it helps these conversations in the workplace avoid just speaking in generalities. And why, why is that important when it comes to accountability? Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times, well, you know, we, we see managers and leaders like they they speak about something to a sort of unidentified group of people like, hey, we seem to be doing X or like, but I don't really know what you mean. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about this other person? Are you like, are you talking about that situation? Is this something that we're doing all over the place? And we're, we avoid the discomfort of saying to one person. So like, you know, if I was working for you, Jesse, the discomfort of you saying to me, hey, Jonathan, you know, that email that you sent to the customer, uh, it was okay, but it was a little, the tone was a little bit intense. Um, and I, and I, and I would, I'm a little worried about how they were receiving, you know, how they received that. Maybe it was fine, but I just wanted to quote unquote, be transparent with you that when I, for my first reaction was, you know, I'm not sure if that was exactly the right way to approach it. Contrast that with, hey, everybody, let's make sure we're really, you know, uh, you know, respectful with our customers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Company wide announcement. Yeah, like leaders and managers do that all the time, but that's not. But it was prompted by a specific thing that they saw that they didn't like, that they didn't know how to be emotionally transparent about. So they speak in a generality. Hmm. Well, what I think there's probably some myths about what emotional transparency might mean. What what does it not mean? Yeah, and I think it's really especially when we use the word like emotion, right, in the workplace. And I think that's <laughs> it's changing. Uh, you know, for example, the word feedback generationally, people have really different associations. We do this when we do our workshops all the time. And so, you know, people of different generations have different associations to, to different words. But uh, so let's put some of those myths out there. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean emotional transparency doesn't mean saying whatever you feel like whenever you whenever you feel it. Right. It's not that's not that's not transparency. That's not authenticity. That's being an adolescent. Right. <laughs> that's like, oh, well, I'm upset. So I'm going to blast somebody or I'm, fr you know, that's not emotional transparency. Emotional transparency starts with a self-reflection. It starts with well, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling that? Is there, is it rational that I'm feeling that? Is it, do I need to go have a conversation with someone about it? Is this more about me than it is about them? And so it doesn't mean blasting or blurting whatever you're feeling, whenever you're feeling it. So that's one myth that's not, and it's not about, you know, going to your boss and, and crying to them about what's going on in your relationship. That might be emotionally what's going on for you but you have to make an assessment about the appropriateness like is this the right format is this the right moment is this the right day is this the right person and you have to you have to work on the that's the skill that we're going to talk about in building we are talking about building emotional transparency uh, the other key thing is it doesn't mean that your emotions or feelings are correct 
Mm. or that they're better than another person. So just because you're feeling frustrated or you're concerned or you're worried or you're angry, it doesn't mean you're right. It just means that that's what what you're feeling Mm -hmm. or thinking. And there's this kind of weird nexus between, well, is it an emotion? Is it a thought? Is it a sense? Is it an intuition? To which my response is yes. It's all of those things. (laughs) Uh, We're not going to parse that one today. But whatever it is that's going on for you, it's not. It's acknowledging it and saying, hey, that's real for me. That's true for me in this moment, but it might change in the next moment. And it doesn't mean that because I'm frustrated, I'm right. Right. And that's some, so it's not, it's not emotion or, or transparency as a weapon. And so that's really important. Uh, Another, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the, in the context of the workplace, it doesn't mean talking about your childhood or crying about your mommy, right? Like that's, <laughs> or your daddy, right? Like that's not what emotional traits, your, your boss is not your therapist. And if you find yourself playing the role of therapist to someone on your team, watch out, right? You may be misinterpreting what transparency or authenticity is and to be able to set a boundary and say, hey, look, I get that you've got, your parents are going through a difficult divorce or you had a blowout with your brother. I get that that's happening. I appreciate you naming that it's happening, but it's not my role to kind of go into it with you. I'm not qualified. I'm not your therapist. That's not our agreement. I appreciate you. Like the emotional transparent step is to say, Hey, I've got something going on outside of work. That's really bothering me. That's emotional transparency going into the content of it. Now you're over the line. Now you're, now you're violating the agreement of work. So it's really important. That's uh, that. and, and related to that, it doesn't mean emotional transparency. We're not, working with, it's in the workplace. We're not working with deep emotions or trauma or anything that you would feel like, hey, this is right, this is what I should be talking with my counselor about or a therapist or a spiritual or religious advisor. That stuff is not appropriate in the workplace, either as the employee or the manager. Again, the existence of a difficult emotional reality, absolutely. But the content of it is off limits. It's gotta be off limits. It's gotta be about the work. So that's, we're, so we're kind of gearing our conversation a little bit into, emotional transparency in the workplace and some of the do's and don'ts, we, we, we might have a different conversation inside of a marriage or, you know, parent-child relationship. Okay, that makes, that's good to kind of have those boundaries. What's, what does it not mean? But so what, on the positive side, what does it mean to be emotionally transparent? So what it does mean is that we, we're, we're honoring that we're emotional beings, right? We can't, we can't check, you know, especially these days, everyone's saying, hey, bring your whole self to work, bring your authentic self to work. The workplace should be a place for whole humans. So you can't do that without emotions, right? There is no version, at least at this point in our human history, we'll see what happens with AI over the next hundred years, <laughs> but there is no version of us as human beings at this point in time that does not include our emotions. And anyone who says, well, I'm taking an, an unemotional approach to this is lying. You can't because your emotions inform your thoughts, your our, our traumas, and we all have our traumas, big, small, or, or medium. It informs who we are. We're emotional beings. We feel things about our world. We feel things about the people that we're, that we interact with. And so if we're creating a, a human place to work, it has to include a way of accepting and honoring and working with who we are as humans, which includes our emotions and, and, and our emotions and our feelings, right? How we feel about situations. And I, and I think it's an important distinction when we're in, again in the workplace, it's more about how do I feel about a situation? How do I feel about a piece of performance? How do I feel about a conversation we have, which is different than deep childhood emotions or, or internal emotional states uh, in that distinction. But emotional transparency means honoring 
and bringing ourselves into the conversation. Here's how I'm feeling about what, what's going on right now. Um, so it means being honest and open about what we're sensing or feeling or thinking or have an intuition about, hey, there's something, you know, this is a, a form of emotional transparency. We'll, we'll share some examples, but hey, there's something, I feel like we're having this conversation about this client, but we're not, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but we're not, I feel like we're not really having a real conversation about what's going on. That's emotional transparency. That's saying, hey, I don't, I don't have the data, I don't exactly know, but something's bugging me about the way we're kind of dealing with this. That's a form of emotional transparency in the workplace. It's honoring that not everything that we see or feel can be, you know, parsed to a level of data. I can't say, oh, we're 13.4% off. And <laughs> I can't do that. I don't, ha I can't, but if you, and so if the requirement is I have to have a piece of hard data or a metric in order to share something, we're, we're missing out on all, on so much of our, of the human richness of who we are. Um, and I think this is really important in terms of emotional transparency because a lot of times when people associate emotion in the workplace, they think about, well, frustration or worry or concern. It's also about gratitude and appreciation, right? We have to not be afraid of expressing gratitude and expressing appreciation. You know, one of the questions that we ask, I think we ask it in every workshop that we do, is we say, how many people here are getting too much appreciation from their manager? <laughs> like nobody ever raises their hand for that one, right? So we're not ex we're not being emotionally transparent in that way either. So it's not just about you know what we might call negative emotions or or, or difficult emotions. It's about positive ones too. We're not good at this. Um, in the and there's a lot of reasons why we're not good at this. We don't have a lot of training. We don't have a lot of good role models. There's a lot of fear and anxiety about it. But that's the in terms of the future of work. That's what it, that's what we're talking about right now. Well, this is, okay, this is really exciting. We're going to take a pause here and uh, then come back in basically part three of this conversation and get into some specific examples of emotional transparency and then break down how do we do it. So good conversation today. Jonathan, thanks for joining us on Engaging Leader. You bet. I look forward to the next conversation. All right, Engagers, the book is Good Authority, How to Become the Leader Your Team is Waiting For. You can get a free copy if you're one of the first 25 listeners to go to refound.com forward slash free book by June 15th, 2019. That's right, you can get a free copy of Jonathan's book, Good Authority. Go to the website. His company, again, is Refound, like rebound but with an F. So that's refound.com forward slash free book. We'll also provide a link to Jonathan's book and his social media information on our show notes for this episode. And don't miss all of our episodes that have featured Jonathan. Episode 145 talked about the accountability dial. And then episodes 188 through 191 are breaking down what emotional transparency is and how you can use it to cultivate accountability in your organization. This is a production of Workforce Communication. We're a team of consultants and creatives using the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well-being and performance of their people. My colleagues and I partner with mid-size and large employers to attract top talent, fully engage employees, and achieve superior business results. In several areas, including employer branding, talent management, wellness, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more, find us at workforcecommunication.com. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.